welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Mike Yosevich. Guess who's back? And we are all back together again. We gave Dynasty Tommy the boot. See ya. Get out of here, Tommy. And we're all back. Yeah, no more pink eye. No more pink eye. Back better than ever. Ooh. Here to talk some Dynasty fans football, and there's a lot to talk about this week here and what happened in, you know, uh, week seven. Buffalo, not right. one, but two injured running backs. Right. One was old. One was young in the contract situation, which kind of stinks for C.J. Spiller, who's really coming up. Uh, you know, him, there were rumors that Buffalo and him were in contract negotiations. Those are probably go out the window now. Uh, he'll probably hit the free, free market, which is always bad for a running back to do because none of them ever get paid. And, you know, Fred Jackson, I mean, he's, he's got no dime. I mean, he, he's got value for like a championship run, but maybe even now right. that's kind of like down, but I mean, he has no dynasty value. So, um, what do you think about the effect that they put Spiller on the IR designated to return? Uh, F you, we don't want to pay you? I mean, no, I mean, I, do they think they're going to, like, make the playoffs or something? Or, or with that kind of move? Because I don't think he's going to be, do you think he'll be back in time to help you out at all? And this Buffalo's year? four and three. Yeah, it might. I mean, yeah. right. I hope it's not, not like, for the Browns' I mean, sake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That division doesn't blow me away as being, like, ultra tough. Like, granted, you got New England in there by name alone, but, I mean, they, they, they might be able to. They, they could. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I don't know, Buffalo, like, granted, they have Kyle Orton and all that stuff. And... Yeah, I mean, he looked like Jesus on his first week, and now he shaved, so I don't know how much of a savior he's going to be now, but... But at the end of the day, they're 4-3, and three, so there is probably some thoughts of, hey, if they do make the playoffs, and I'm sure he's maybe wanting to push to get back, because, like Rich was saying, he is in a, a contract year, so you get... If he does come back, he's more likely to Aaron build a play that right, right. prove that he's healthy or whatever. What's well, good news for Bryce Brown? Yeah, is, I was gonna say, is that is that who you think is the guy to own? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, over, I mean, Anthony Dixon is what he is. He's just a big back plotter, right? Nothing special, not explosive, good on special teams. Where Bryce Brown's, you know, besides his fumbling issues, he's an explosive back. I mean, he his his yards per carry i think was like 4.6 4.7 somewhere around there in uh, philadelphia so he he's proven that he can run the ball well i know he's had some fumbling problems but then a lot of those questions on twitter too like oh is bryce brown anthony you know bryce brown to me is the clear cut choice there is who you want to own even if anthony dixon starts the game it's still bryce brown i'm wondering what the what's going on there because like they brought him in. Was they they traded for like a fourth round pick for him? So you thought like, hey, the writing's on the wall. C.J. Spiller is in a contract year. Fred Jackson is older. You know, like, hey, maybe Bryce Brown is the heir apparent, and then he's just inactive. So like, for whatever reason, it's like the the, the coaching staff. I don't know. I'm not like tuned in until what's going on in Buffalo. You know, on the on the side, but like they obviously must not like. And him. I can't remember the trade either. I know it, I it know was a it fourth was, round pick, but that can move up to wasn't like a third round pick. If it was like I can't remember that's what I can't remember. If it was like I don't know, oh, if it was like a usage or yeah, like it was conditional. conditional. Right. So maybe they were stashing like, hey, you know, we want to keep our third round pick. 
Well, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, know. here's my read on it. I, I kind of think he was one of those guys that didn't contribute on special teams, and Anthony Dixon did, did. very right. well. So, I mean, that's that's why he wasn't suiting up. And, and obviously, going forward, they're going to need him to suit up. And, and he'll be probably, be, I think, he'll be sliding into the future. That makes perfect sense, too, because you already have Fred Jackson and CJ Spiller, so you're not going to keep four running backs active. That active. makes no sense. Right. So, yeah, when, in special teams, when it comes down to it, that's, that's what you have to do. That's why, you know, uh, the Browns recently did it as well, uh, where they, they, uh, Sat Terrence West, huh? And they wanted somebody for special teams right, right. as well. Can't remember. But also, in the background, it was said that Terrence West was having attitude issues. Yeah. So. Now he's just know. got dancing in the backfield issues. Right. So, but that's another, for another game to talk yeah. about. But, so, uh, yeah, I mean, me, I mean, well, at least we'll know, Buffalo will know what they have in Bryce Brown. He's clear, I mean, he's clearly a running back, too, here uh, for the remainder of the season. And going forward. I mean, he's always somebody you want to have roster no matter what. I mean, until he gets cut, he's somebody that he's explosive enough that if he gets an opportunity, this is what you have him for. You know, he's on the back end of your roster for this reason alone, just like he was in Philadelphia. And now he's a chance to really contribute to your team, definitely with all these running backs going down. I mean, let's move over to another running back situation here. I mean, I really love this draft class. There's a lot of rookies contributing right away. And then we go to St. Louis where... Zach Stacy, whose stock has plummeted, only because I drafted him in that's Dynasty. A, that's the way it usually yeah, works. Right. And you know he was healthy; he got no carries, none. And he, yeah, he just no carries. Yeah, and it, what was weird there too is Benny Cunningham got the start. Mm-hmm. He got like three carries, and then Trey Mason got eighteen carries, and Mason came away with a touchdown. And you know, for somebody how like we were down on Mason early because he just didn't really contribute. These last two weeks, he's really stepped up, and he, to me, he is the he is the man moving forward for the rest of the season. I don't know what happened to Stacy. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, his value is almost non-existent here as well. I mean, Trey Mason is clearly the back to own there in St. Louis right now. I'll just play the wait and see. I think they're just bouncing around. I mean, like, hey, I'm not anti Trey Mason, but it just seems very odd to me that like he was almost going to get. C-strunk because he couldn't pass protect and was really in the doghouse and then all of a sudden he just comes out looking like, you know, a gem. Well, he's had six weeks know. to learn. A, yeah. So, Maybe. I, mean, he's, I mean, he had limited carries last week and he looked good in his carries. Right. This week he was the man and he looked good. He had like 85 yards and he had a touchdown. So he looked right. good again. He did nothing to show, hey, don't stop feeding me the rock. Right. Yeah. And they won too. They won the game. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that he's probably the the best running back like from a pure runner standpoint. But he did have some he had some growing up to do, some some a little bit of the game to learn here. Right. And, and maybe they feel like he's ready for a bigger role. I mean and That's what it looks like. I mean there's a lot of people that invested second round picks in Trey Mason. Yeah, and, which you'd have to be excited about because like up until this point or up until last week you're thinking like oh this he's a bust. Right. Yeah, because rookie running backs are somebody you want to contribute right, right away. away. Exactly. And again, for Mason owners, this is great. And I've, I personally, I've like, I've made sure I went back and watched Mason run, and I like what I see. I mean, I like the way he plays, and it looks like he can play in this league, and it looks like something he'll be able to contribute, and he'll definitely be in St. Louis, being on that team that doesn't have a strong quarterback play. Which again, Austin Davis has been playing really well. Which is a big surprise as well. I mean, he's been playing really well. So he'll be the guy next year or whenever gets that. I mean, I don't know what his contract status is like, but you know those guys that get the get 
get paid and you're and they end up sucking forever. They go yeah. back to who they were. You're like, yeah, this dude sucks. Yeah, it's not like Colt McCoy comes in and win a game. He's like the franchise future for Washington over, over there. Right. But boy, 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 were we wrong on that one? I want to. I mean, you guys weren't here last week. I want to say, but man. We all predicted Kirk Cousins would be the starter in 2015. Anybody else still want to have that prediction? Oh man, that guy looks terrible. 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 You know what? You know I what? said that begrudgingly. I never liked Kirk Cousins. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> you know the story changes. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> change my story because you know Juan. You know Juan's been like pimping uh, Kirk Cousins for you know the last two years or however long he's been out. And I've always been like, nah, nah, you know, he's just a backup quarterback, just a backup quarterback. Right, I said the and same it, thing, as too. As soon as I buy in, like, I finally buy into that bum, and then he does that and gets benched for Colt McCoy. I mean, I can't, Juan can't be here to, like, back up my story, but at the right. gym, I'm like, because I have RG3 in our right. Dynasty Nerds League, and he gets hurt, and, you know, my backup's Flacco, and at the time, I'm like, ah, can I get by with him, can I not? Cousins has that good week, and so Juan's just hit me up, right. trade, 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 and just wants way too much. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, picks. I'll give you, I'll give you this and this or whatever I was offering him. And I'm like, I, the thing is, I don't really like Kirk Cousins. However, he looked good. Where I had, I was kind of thinking, like, weeks, maybe, right? yeah, like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is good. But now, like going back full circle. I was right originally before I was wrong. We both should have stuck to our guns. Right, should have stuck to my guns. It's so, it's so easy to get caught it's up so in a hype. so easy. Like, not after one week, but when somebody does it for two weeks in a row, which right. isn't really, like, a grand display of things anyways, it's right. so easy to buy. I'm like, okay. It's like, this new age, and everything is like, what have you done for me t- today or lately, you know? And it's like, what? And I always try to tell myself, because I get so irritated, like, say, for example, in, like, baseball, in just real life in baseball. If the Indians lose a game, oh, they're they're terrible. But then they win the next game. I think they're going to the playoffs this year. <laughs> you know, it's like it's so annoying how people do that. So I try to catch myself, and but there's times I fall into the trap and that Cousins thing. I fell into it, man. In Dynasty Leagues, better. too, that's what you want. I mean, you want to capitalize. I mean, those right. are the best. Like, obviously, in, you know, redraft leagues, those those can come and go. You can get away with, oh, I bought in and get done with it. And, like, you end up not making the playoffs. It's over. It's behind you. You knew he was a bum. But there's a lot of times that you can capitalize on that in dynasty formats. Like, Juan trying to load, oh, I'm load I offered Cousins, him two twos. And he should have took it. And he didn't want to do it. And he should have took it. Should have yep. took it. And I would have looked like a jack. And, and I would have been ticked. Next you and I were talking drafted. earlier about, uh, Calvin Johnson might be a good buy low right now. He's got to be age. a good buy low. Yes, he's not I mean, doing anything. He, like 28, 20, I mean, 28, no more than 29. I mean, there's no way anybody, okay, for the people that don't have Calvin Johnson, there's no way you would ever be able to get Calvin Johnson unless he was injured like he is now. Right now. And people right. might, like, just might be down and might be down on him. And so I, I think like now would be a good time to buy low, especially like if uh, people were like if the other team is still had been sitting on him because it seems like he might be coming back soon, right? Yes, yes. yes. So I don't know. Maybe this weekend I, they're playing over London, man. Right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's running. He started he traveled, running today. And even if you team. eat it for this one year, I don't know. I think like just moving forward, Calvin Johnson is like, going to be good. The yeah, it's line, like the, unloading the Josh line. Gordon, who's 23. It's like, oh, he didn't play this year. Again, Dynasty, it's always about 
thinking ahead, thinking long term. What benefits your team long term? Calvin Johnson benefits your team long term. Right. I mean, if you're doing, you know, doing your rankings, Calvin Johnson's still going to be high. Like, granted, like, uh, it's not like his, you know, knees blown out or anything crazy, you know. So it's like, dude, I don't know. I w- I would definitely. If anyone's down on Calvin Johnson, I would be out there trying to buy him. Yeah, there's a lot of things to be able to sell. I mean, there's tons of players that you get that they they reach your peak. The same thing we we're talking about, especially mean, if you're starting to be down. It, like, say your team's like, eh, I'm probably not going to win it. Well, make a move, yeah. man. Get Calvin. Get Johnson. Calvin draft picks. You can definitely. There's, you know, there's, it looks like there's gonna be another decent uh, rookie class coming up here. But there's tons. Like, you know, Martellus Bennett. You know, when you sold him, like. All right, this is the most value Martellus Bennett will ever have. It's never he's never gonna get there. You know, and most likely this offseason, Kristen Michael was somebody that will, you know, probably had the most value. Now, I won't say he's the most value he'll ever have, but I mean his value was pretty high there during the preseason, all that talk. I mean, we were all down on Marshawn Lynch thinking they're gonna split carries heavily. Mm-hmm. And here we are week seven and Kristen Michael doesn't even have a fantasy point, I don't believe. So yeah, it, it's, I think he got a carry last week. He had two carries and five yards. Yeah, yeah. again, no fantasy points. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was really that down on Marshawn Lynch. I'm not talking about down, but we, were, you know, his contract is big next year. It was all right. the, all the Kristen Michael. It wasn't like really anything against Marshawn Lynch, but it was all the Kristen Michael hype. I mean, I I feel as though, and I thought everyone else was on board. I thought we were all pretty much saying like, "Hey, I want to see something for from that guy before." We, I, maybe I'm wrong. We'll have to go back and listen to the archives. Someone will correct us if I'm wrong. I'm sure wrong. somebody will always correct us when we're wrong. Right. But I, I feel like I was like, hey, that guy, man, I just want to see something from him first. I'm kind of sick and tired of the, the hype from him. Well, here's one guy I know we weren't on, uh, Toby Gerhardt in the beginning. where right. we, As soon as he got traded, he's the number one back, and his value was going up. Like, oh, what should I do get Toby? And we're all like, no, don't get Toby. He's not. No. And people were talking about his yard per carry and. Uh, Minnesota, it's like he's not going to be good. No. And he has just now been surplanted. He sucks in Madden, too. Just (laughs) throwing that out there. I did a season with Jacksonville for no reason. He's uh, been surplanted by a former quarterback in Denard Robinson who gashed the Browns for 127 yards on X amount of carries. And Denard Robinson, the new starter in Jacksonville. Dynasty value. Where do you see it? Uh I think he, he, I think he got off against a really, really beat up defense, and I mean, and they've been playing bad when their starters were in. Right. I mean, if I had Denard Robinson, I would just be like, "Hey, is anyone interested in Denard Robinson?" Exactly. I, I would, would be trying to sell. I would try to right sell away. right now. Doesn't I, matter. I honestly, I don't see them. And if doing he turned that. into a Hall of Famer, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't feel bad about it. Me neither. I don't. I don't see it happening because it's not happening. Right. Right. I would just try to get rid of him. Yeah. The, again, the Browns are the worst run defense in the league. Officially, like that is their designation. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's somebody that I'm hoping has a couple more good games, and then I'm selling on because they have that good young nucleus. Or if they don't believe in Storm Johnson, and they obviously, you know, I don't know about Denard Robinson being a full time back. They're going to draft a back, right? You know, next year definitely with a couple good backs coming out too. They're going to get good value there. So I think Denard holds some value for like their team, like in playing time or whatever. But I just can't see him being like the the main guy there. And like I feel like eventually after. The, the dust settles, he's going to be one of those guys that better for Jacksonville than for your fantasy team. I mean, I don't know. When he, when I was watching that game, I saw him take some hits, and he looked like he was in some pain. Right. Like, he's not – I don't think he's a guy that can hold up. No. 
So no, certainly not. So, definitely not. And, and Storm, all they got is a seventh round pick invested in them. I mean, those guys get cut every year, so it's not like. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he's going to, but I'm just saying there's not a high investment in Storm Johnson. So if they go back and in the second round and draft a running back, it would not surprise anybody. Yeah, if you ask me now, I'm I'm t- my my guess right now is they're taking him back in like the third round next year. You know, they're gonna or and it all depends who's there. Yeah, who's there in the well, second they need, round. They need offensive line help though too. Yeah, so, so well that's what I'm saying later, but you can right. always get good value in the third round right. running back. But I think they're gonna take a running back personally. Yeah, and Toby Gerhardt, so his contract, he's gonna get cut this offseason. He'll never he his value like we said before, sell Hyatt and Toby Gerhardt before the season started, and I hope you guys did that, and I hope if you were a buyer, well. Sorry about your luck. You should listen to us better yeah. next time. Uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about another big transaction here, like it's fantasy football. Percy Harvin getting traded to the Jets. Wow. You, you know what I love about that, just real quick, it's kind of a sideshow thing that I just find amusing, that, like, you don't hear any, or at least I never heard anything bad about Percy Harvin, and then as soon as he gets traded, oh, he's such a jerk. He's beating people up, and he's got attitude problems. Like, where the hell did this come from? Like, all yeah, all these reporters got this story, and it's like, you obviously weren't sentenced before because you'd have reported. Like, right. He body slammed somebody. He punched Golden Tate in the eye. Who right. did he body slam this year? It was, uh, uh... Doug Baldwin, Doug right? Baldwin. I, I was gonna say I, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, Baldwin. he body body slammed Doug. I mean, he thinks he's a WWE wrestler over yeah, there. Man, there's nothing wrong with that. Those Florida kids, man, they gotta be trouble sometimes. Yeah, I put my wife in the sharpshooter one time, but mm-hmm. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, big trade there. A lot of people are like, oh no, he's going to the Jets. Oh no, he's going to the Jets. But he's going to a situation where he's before he's he's leaving a run first team. Right. That he was obviously he was looked like he was a third look on that team to somewhere where they're gonna force feed him the ball. They're gonna look to get him the ball. And now not only that, he has Eric Decker across from him too. So the Jets went from having like the worst receiving court yeah, to like, like being not that bad. Pretty good. Right. And the only problem is Geno Smith is still the quarterback there. That's the biggest problem. But But yeah, but at the same time, like maybe this is one of those things where the GM makes the move to be like, All right, I really need to see what Geno Smith is or isn't. You oh, know, clearly that's you know. what this is. I don't know about you guys, but I see this as a big negative for Percy Harvin. He's going to have to go in there. He's going to have to learn a new offense. He's going to get with a new quarterback halfway through the season. And I, right. And I, just, I mean, and and I guarantee what's going to happen is they're going to suck, and then Rex Ryan's going to get fired. Right. And who knows what's going to happen next But year. the GM's going to stay, so that might. I mean, I assume so. Yeah, because he's well, it's not, new, his contract's so. not guaranteed after this year, and I think it's like fifteen million or whatever it is. So it's not guaranteed his contract next year. So there's no, and they only gave up a six. So it's not like they gave up right, a lot to right. get him for this year to yeah. see what they have in Geno. I mean, and, it definitely sucks for this year, but I think like on the, uh, you know, I, I think like it's an upgrade for the Jets for what they gave out. You know, I think it's an upgrade for bit. Percy Harvin. I mean, not huge for but, his fantasy value. First, yeah, I don't, really? again. Not a huge, not a huge upgrade, but I think again, I think it's a, he's going somewhere where he's gonna want to show that he could still play because he know he might be on the market next year. They're gonna force him the ball. They have no other receivers. They have no other options besides Eric Decker. I think they're gonna give him some runs out of the backfield. I think they're gonna give you know Chris Johnson blows. They know that, so they can use him on the backfield. They can use him all over the place. I think it's gonna help him a little bit. I mean, we'll see this week. Yeah. But it's, I think it's going to help a little bit. It's too bad the Jets are one and six because it's like uh, the writing's on the wall that that's it's going to get Titanic. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like if they're sure. like three and four, you might be like, well, you know, maybe they can. 
You think yeah. a dude with a bad attitude is going to love going to a one and six team and sucking for the rest of the year? <laughs> yeah, or you're probably going right. to probably punch, right. punch Geno Smith in the face. Or do you think he's going to have a real crappy attitude all the rest of the year? I mean, <laughs> you're probably right. Crappy attitude the rest yeah. of the year. Well, it sounds like he has a crappy t- attitude all around. I mean, it just sounds like he's just like an asshole. Right. Yeah. Give me the ball. Oh, yeah. watch the vulgarities, man. <laughs> this podcast is rated PG 13. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, it just sounds, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's a jerky. You know, I mean, yeah. you go around and you punch people in the face. You body slam people. I mean, come on. Hey, jerky. I would love to see that, too. I would love to see him body slamming Doug Baldwin. Speaking of body slam yeah, he had a great game. Yeah, he did, man. I wrote about it in my article yesterday. Yeah. Doug Baldwin, now the starter out there. Now, here's, and I wrote about it in my article yesterday. Uh, you can get on there, DynastyNerds.com, and check it out. Uh, my fantasy week round up there. Doug Baldwin. Now, Baldwin... He came in, he had, a, he had a big game. He was the number one targeted player there with 11. Uh, he had seven catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. I know one of them was a big play. But thinking about his last year, Harvin was out as well, and Harvin had seven weeks of double-digit fantasy points last year. Seven. And not only that, his, the, week 15 is the number one like fantasy championship week for everybody. He had his biggest game of the year that week as well. So Doug Baldwin going forward he's he's a solid wide receiver three at the minimum now wouldn't you say can we start calling him mr week 15 mr week 15 yeah. Doug baldwin yeah. baldwin what about paul tumbleweed richardson yeah jury's still to be seen him and kevin norwood both got to come out here i mean at least they're gonna get opportunities i mean jermaine curse i mean jermaine curse looks all right but nothing that's great there uh i mean paul richardson did all right like just statistically five targets and you know, four catches and was his total yards? Only 33, but, I mean, he's getting some blow. I mean, first, like, you know. It was... Must have been windy out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. It's a rookie. He's a second-round pick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know? Never judge any of these rookies, like, too early. Especially I mean, the receivers, you know. Absolutely. I mean, hey, at least he's playing. Like, it's... Cody Latimer is not playing. No. Right, and I would bet a million dollars, you know. Latimer is he... better than Paul Richardson. Well, right, and, you know, like, the people that are sitting on him are got to be, like, a little nervous, like, what's going on here? Now yeah, but if you're a dynasty field. owner, I mean, you're kind of... Right, but you're I, inactive. You're, you're like a healthy scratch. That's yeah, but you knew annoying. that. I mean, with Welker, Demarius, Julius, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, all those guys are doing well. There's just no reason to get him on the field. I mean, they're all playing well. I get that. I just, I don't know. I was just hoping for something. I'd try and buy low on Cody Lattimore. All right. I guess, if that's the case, but... uh. Yeah, so Doug Baldwin, wide receiver three, worth owning in all formats. For sure worth owning. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I would feel a lot more comfortable if he was a wide receiver four. Yeah. I mean, Oh, me too. Yeah, he's like a really good wide receiver. Yeah, I picked him up in my redraft leagues. I started him too. And thank God. I mean, he had what a huge week for me, right. like 23 right. points, which obviously you're not going to get that every week. But, he, again, he was the number one targeted person on the team. So, hey. You know, just because he hasn't done this in the past. Again, last year he showed that he could put up double-digit fantasy points. Seven out of the 15 weeks. So he was there at about 50% of the games putting up double-digit points. Again, Percy was there uh, in the early, he wasn't, it was early weeks where he didn't really do anything. So he got better as the season went along. So, again, Doug Baldwin's a young receiver. And he's somebody that we're going to, you know, he, maybe this is maybe this is the opportunity he needed. Maybe it's another reason they saw, like, hey, let's, let's, put, let's, get, let's target Baldwin more. He's, he can do this. He can, he can handle the targets. So it's a, definitely a good thing to keep your eye on. I think, he moved, I think he fits their offense well, too. I would think he fits what they want to do. You know, they're like a run-first team that kind of wants to control the clock, and he's like a chain mover. So I, I, I really think that 
that combined with their, you know, solid defense is what's going to win them games. Like just a kind of a chain mover and then a, right. you know, jam it down your throat with the running game and then play solid defense. I'm just going to be by the Rams, too. I mean, they're they're yeah, not looking. I, I mean, that was a They're 0 really 1 since they traded Percy. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> a, I mean, that was a really fluky game, obviously. And they had, you know, St. Louis had to play like trick trick plays and stuff like that. Yeah, it you know who else is hard? I wrote about this in my article, too. Is, uh, I was talking about Matt Ryan in there. And how he's only had one touch pass, touchdown pass the last three games. He's thrown one each game. And Peter Kahn's got hurt. He's out for the year towards ACL, he, who was the backup center. Right. So to sign Joe Blow off the street to come into place. I've have, never seen. This might honestly be the worst offensive line I've ever seen in the history of my football watching. It's the 99 Browns. It is horrible. Those guys are pretty bad. Man. I mean, but the, these guys, I mean, they're on like their third string of everybody yeah it's pretty t- it's pretty terrible pretty soon they are gonna have just a tight end out there right tackle permanently yeah i mean you have matt ryan constantly under pressure their running game is non-existent so this hurts julio roddy white's not doing anything it hurts roddy white even more roddy white is at a monster game yeah but i mean just- yeah i mean i was just about to say roddy white's game was pretty sick dude 100 yards touchdown nine catches yeah i mean 15 targets I'm talking about on a year. I'm not talking on about the year. All right, I'm year. saying. I mean, yeah, he I'm admitted it last week. He came out and said that he's, he, you know, he hasn't gotten off the start that he wanted to, and then he came out and really produced this past week. Yeah, well, hopefully he does that every, every – hopefully he comes out and says it every week. I hope so. Uh, but, I mean, it's hard to trust Matt Ryan Very. right now. I mean, he's somebody you want to put in your lineup every week, but, I mean, he's just killing you. And this week they're going off to London. I, I hate those games. Yeah, those are always – What's worse, London or Thursday? A tie. A tie. Suck. Okay. I say Thursday. I hate London. I feel like they don't even like. I don't know the London games. I just don't like them. They get thrown off for like two weeks because of those things. Right, like all the trail, all the extra travel, and all that. I yeah. do hate that whole concept of sending NFL teams over to London. It's. it's I understand you, if you want to broaden the game or whatever. But I just don't send like people to London to go play. It seems dreary Call, over it, there. Yeah, just send the TV signal over there. <laughs> Yeah, they got yeah. direct. They, <laughs> no, give them the, they got direct TV. Right, and I know because we have tons of followers from like right. Europe. Yeah. You know, and they write us, hey, you know, I had a guy write me, like, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of college football, but I watch this. They ask us questions because they're from Europe, so they don't get, they don't know, they don't get to follow as much. But it's like, yeah, you have TV. They, they have to, it's not like you go, I can't imagine like you go over there, play over there, you might get like a couple new people that go to the game. Like, oh, I like this American football thing. Let's Dude, have some tea and crumpets and watch that, some NFL hits. That college fantasy football league that we're doing, Matt, yeah. the dude that's number one in the country is from Australia. I'm not kidding. Oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> there's, like tw- there's like 28. Tasmania. There's like 28 dudes in this league, and the dude that's in first place is from Australia, the only guy from overseas. Like, how, the, how does he know about yeah, college seriously. football? He just sits there down under and watches college football I, all day. Obviously. He's Him good, and his dingo. Man. Wait, aren't they like a day ahead down there? Yeah, he must, he must get the news before <laughs> we do. Yeah, That's got to be it. It's like Marty McFly playing <laughs> over there. He's got his book in front of him. Oh, I'm starting this guy. Oh, no, he definitely has the book, man. He's, he's won that DraftKings million-dollar uh, contest like three times already. What a jerk. Uh, playing with those guys. <laughs> yeah, so Atlanta, I mean, the, they're... Uh, Sinking ship yeah, right I mean, now. Yeah. Yeah, not a good Hard to trust any of those guys right. right now. Yeah, I mean, Julio's the only guy I feel confident putting Julio's on the roster. Yeah, he's a must start like every single week, but those other guys are going to be really hit and miss. Until they shore up the line. Which is not going to happen this year. No. It, they, yeah, they might need a couple years to figure that out. Right. Hey, let's get uh, let's get on here and uh, answer some Twitter questions, guys. Ooh, what do you think about it. that? I like questions. All right. Yeah. First one comes from at Joey 
And these are uns- unfiltered. We don't even know what's coming. You don't even know what's coming. No. I don't even know what's coming. All right. To be honest with you, I'm just going to go look here and look. We have uh, a couple of them here. From Joey E.O. Man. Love the cast. What do you think of the long-term value of Kendall Wright and Keenan Allen are? God, Keenan Allen's killing me. I still like him. I'm, I'm, I'm. Sophomore I'm, slump. Right. It yeah, happens all the time. Yeah, right. exactly. It does. I but. mean, like, if you look at his stats, he's still, I, I'm pretty positive he's leading the team in targets still, so he's getting all the looks I, still. He's just not making the big plays, not scoring right. touchdowns. exactly. Which, I mean, it, which hurts. If that guy's asking me to pick between the two, I mean, it's obviously going to be Keenan Allen. He's got way more. No, upside. I don't think that's right. the question. He just wants to know the long-term value of both of them. I mean, Keenan Allen, to me, is still that high-end wide receiver, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Kendall Wright. A little step back this year, but, yeah, I think he'll be fine. You know, I just don't like Tennessee, man, until they get there. Uh, I don't know. Kendall Wright's, uh, I think, bordering between two and, wide receiver two and three. Right. For me. I, I would so agree. you'd be a real low end wide receiver two and a real high end wide. Yeah, receiver. I, and that's right. why I see I see him as a high end wide receiver yeah. three. Right. He's just one of those players I just don't like. Right. I, I don't know what it is. I just I've I, never liked him. Right. I mean, maybe if they had like just a better like QB situation or something, maybe you'd be Story a little more, in my life. Right. You know, you might be a little more high on him, but. All right, I yeah. agree. But I, I, I like some, your there's, assessment. There's high three. Yeah, there's consistency issues that, that right. you, know, you can't put them any higher. Yeah, I mean, right. Keenan Allen has opportunity to become a wide receiver one. Kendall Wright has the opportunity to become a high, or not even high, like a good wide receiver two. That's the deal. Yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. So, and he finishes off too in the in the Jags fifteen. Bortles the real deal. It, he looks like he's going to be. Right, Good, yeah. but it's too early to tell him. He's yeah, he just needs to figure out the game. He's a, he needs to get more playing. I mean, time. he doesn't look like. I'll just. How about just a quick comparison? Blake Bortles versus Geno Smith. Blake Bortles looks a like the real, like the real deal. Where like Geno Smith doesn't yeah. like want to and know. usually you know right away. I mean, you're like, all right, Geno Smith is not going to be good. EJ Manuel is not going to be good. Like we knew, like Christian. Ponder wasn't gonna be good. Right. Blaine Gabbert wasn't gonna be good. I think Blake Bortles is gonna be good. Now, like, where will he like? Uh, end up being like on the impossible in to the key, yeah too hard to predict right now but i think blake bortles is the real deal is he gonna be a top 10 a top 5 a top 15 at that part i'm just not quite sure he could be uh, he could for be sure oh absolutely teddy b looks like he could be good as well right and yeah but bortles but to me seems like yeah. he 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 could be a legit wide receiver one <laughs> not or quarterback one. Quarterback yeah. one. Or yeah. running back mm. two. Whatever. Next <laughs> next Whatever. question. Tight end three. From okay. at Andy Milik, Milichek, 22. What is Bishop Sankey's outlook? Well, uh, coming from the guy that really hyped him up at the beginning of the season. Yeah, what do you, th- what do you think about that? Um, and, and, you know, we were speaking about sticking to your guns. Right. Just, just this episode. Let's go, uh-huh. Emilio. Uh, <laughs> what about I'm, his... I'm starting to, I'm starting to really have issues with bishop sankey and, right and just like the way they're using him and, and how about cliff way. paul and bishop ranky <laughs> well we all know yeah. how i feel about bishop ranky i had him low on my dynasty rookie yeah. rankings i had multiple running backs ahead of him and you know him him being the first back i let his draft pick push him higher than i wanted to push him i never let him got past carlos hyde but yeah i just i see Bishop Ranky as just a guy that's going to be a middle of the pack running back, man. And it'd be as long as they stick with him, which I, I mean, you got to imagine they're going like to another get, year. He, he's getting like every week, seems like he's getting a little more time. I mean, he had 16 carries this past week. And like I had some guy ask me on Twitter today, um, I just don't have it pulled up to give the guy any credit, but he was like defending um, Sankey pretty good. And like, 
I was just saying, like, he's like, why? Basically, he was asking, why are people down on him? And I'm like, I think, like, overall, because I think he was maybe saying something, if I remember correctly, something about, like, their offensive line's really bad or something. So, obviously, he might be a Tennessee fan or something, right. you know? Um, but I was like, I just think people are down on him because of the fact that, like, what a lot of people expected, they expected him to go That's in exactly and start. Exactly I think people in redraft leagues, some in some situations might have drafted him hoping that he could be their number their number two running back or Absolutely. something, you know, like as a sneak. Mm-hmm. And the dude just couldn't get on the you know, couldn't wasn't getting couldn't the beat care. Out Sean Green. Right. And that that's disappointing. So I just think overall me. Right, that's disappointing. Yep. So and um, I mean they're screwing around giving a bunch of carries to a bunch of different people for the r- most part. Which is annoying. Right. I I don't know. It just seems like hey, it, moving forward, like hey, th- you know, he he like he got sixteen carries this past week. Maybe he'll get twenty next week. But I just the whole Tennessee thing just kind of like ah, I just don't like that situation. It is a bad it's a, it's just everything there is just so, I mean I still think there there's hope for him. Oh, I absolutely. just like being a first round pick, it's slightly disappointing. Second round pick. For dynasty oh, rookie dynasty, drafts, yeah. I would assume he was probably he was a first third one. overall in our draft. Right, so there you go. You're disappointed. He didn't, the guy didn't follow our own rankings to take Carlos Hyde. Which, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. I mean, you only you're only part of the website, and you don't even follow the website no. advice. And you took Johnny Manziel too, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, not my advice. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Bishop Sankey still has solid value. Uh, we'll know better as a year go around, and I agree with you guys. He just need they need to they need to feed him. I wrote about this last week. I was in my start sit column. I was like, listen, they just need to give this guy the ball and see what they have in him, and stop being fancy with him, and stop trying to work him in. It's, he's a running back. Give right. him the ball. You have Charlie Whitehurst at quarterback. You know, give him the ball and see what you got. Again, sixteen carries. I want my starting running back to get a minimum of twenty carries a game. Right. I agree. Yeah, you want to get him in the in the groove, man. Get a little rhythm. Yeah, I mean, his average isn't horrible either. It's just, yeah, it's the whole situation. Yeah, I agree. It's just yuck. So, what's going on with lockers? He probably just that random. I think he's soon. Like he may be back. Like he's gonna be back real soon. Okay. I, I read that because I know he was like somewhat questionable going into last week as well. Okay. So soon, right on. Which is whoop to do. Yeah. I agree. So, next question coming from at t three rex three. Who is the real Eddie Lacy? <laughs> is Mike does T Rex impersonation? Um, I think, yeah, I don't know who the real Eddie Lacy is. That's a tough question. Um, I mean, they're they're like if he's not 50, scoring 50 touchdowns, it's, it sucks. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a guy like, hey, if he scores touchdowns, he's going to have a good week, and if he doesn't, he's going to have a bad week, and you just aren't going to be able to predict. I think he's going to be a roller or just a forever roller coaster. So dynasty, that's a great because you know. If we go back to the beginning of the year, Eddie Lacy is a first round pick. Right. He's somebody you're going to build. Super high on him. Yeah. I mean, like me, I, man, and I took our Eddie Lacy with the 12th overall pick. He was our first running back taken. And it's like, you you look to build a franchise off of that kind of guy. Right. And right now, yeah, like you said, he's a roller coaster, man. Yeah, Unless yeah. he scores touchdowns, he's not existing in the passing game. They're splitting carries with James Starks. Right. He only had 12 carries this week. I mean, like, you'll take 63 yards and a touchdown just because, you know, whatever. Which is good for twelve carries, right? Yeah, but you know, like how many more? He's not getting twenty-five carries, and you know, it's just gonna you're gonna be living and dying off those touchdowns. And I think just the way the Packers seem to do it with their running backs in the past, and probably moving forward, that's just probably what it's gonna be. It's unfortunate, right? yeah, I yeah. Agree. I think he's talented. Like I think, like if maybe he needs carries. Yeah, again, maybe if he, he was needs twenty carries a game, and he started off really slow this year too. I mean, right. it didn't help. 
So I mean, that kind of opened yeah, like the door the concussion or something. I think he had yeah, at the beginning the there. Yeah, like slowed the him up a little game, bit. Right, right. I think he missed the game maybe too, or he was real limited the next two games. Yeah, something like he, that. I think it was concussed. Yeah, I think, I think you're right there. Uh, and I'm still, I'm not down on any Lacey. No, it's hard. I mean, the guy's obviously talented. But hopefully he just, you know, didn't read the press clippings all, all summer yeah, long, not, or all winter. Not long. down on him, but maybe, like, um, I'm going to take a notch down on him. Oh, Because, like, for example, if I, I would have him over DeMarco Murray. Oh, that's changed drastically. Right. I mean, who would have thought? You and know we'll what I mean? Our, so. And we'll have our rankings up. I know everybody's been asking for the rankings, where to start updated rankings. Uh, we've had a lot of sickness going around here, and we've got uh, gone behind, but they will be up later this week and right you'll on. be able to see exactly right. where you have the guys but yeah i mean I, yeah demarco murray no way levy on bell no way right so yes way like it's just yeah that's just how it is and i'm not super down on him, but he does take a stumble a little bit in the, in the, i think they should lean on any lacy some more but i mean when you have aaron Rodgers and you got <laughs> aaron Rodgers, what, jordy nelson randall cobb right. Devontae right. adams it's kind of like hard not to in a league like this where you can get so much away with so much more in the passing game not to say, hey, I know you're really good, Eddie, but then we got James Starks, who's good in the passing game. But we're gonna go fifty-fifty, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they run too much, they're just they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot, right? So I mean, that's it, just not their style. It's not man. their style. They don't need to do it. They can win by just throwing throwing the ball like crazy, right? He's a running back too. I I think it is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he went from elite running back one, but again, we talked about it in the beginning of the year. The reason he's gonna be elite running back one, we all thought he's gonna score like twenty touchdowns. Like right. he was gonna have. High double digit touchdowns, and we'll see what happens when he, uh, you know, when it, the weather changes, it starts getting a little chillier up there in Lambeau. Good Field. point. They might start feeding him the rock more, and that's right around what playoff. You know, right. Good point. That's a really good point. So yeah, there's, maybe there's yeah, man. maybe things will yeah, yeah, maybe things will change. Next, at B Matt's oh eight. B Matt, <laughs> he wants to be you. Get off me. Maybe that's not an oh eight. Maybe that's a B a Matt o. Oh, eight. eight. Uh, question. Is your feelings on CPAT? Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Not Another either. guy that really disappointed me this yeah. year. Yeah. I don't know. We've talked about this before, too, and but I, his I, route running is just so yeah, bad. Like, like, for me, like, and, and again, like I was saying earlier, I don't want to be the guy that jumps those rash conclusions or whatever too early. But, like, for me, like, just moving forward, I, I just down on I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to he's not some, be. He's, he's not, not going to be the guy that you, we possibly thought that he could be. He's not somebody I'm going to go out and like try to acquire right now. No, have him. Like, he where, didn't take that step forward. Where lay, I mean, like in the off season, like he was somebody that you know, like he had enough up, upside where I was like, right. Ooh, I wouldn't mind having a yeah. share of that. You know? Right, absolutely, because you're thinking like, because there was the upside there, right. and now it's just kind of like, hey, he's he's cooled off for me, and it I just agree. I don't I don't feel like he might never get it. Yeah, I own him in a dynasty league, and I'm literally at the point where. If he has two consecutive good games, I'm going to desperately try and sell. Like, he's somebody that, you know, as a dynasty owner and who's been following closely for a while, I'm completely off the wagon. Again, I was excited coming into the wagon, you know, in this year. I'm like, okay, CPAT's about to take that step forward. He's got North Turner in offense. First thing North did coming into the season was design 10 plays for Corderell Patterson. It just seems like the plays are there for him. The coaching staff has obviously said that they're frustrated with him. And, hey, you know, yeah, we want to give Patterson the ball too, but he needs to catch the ball. Right. I mean, they basically every week come out and say that he just needs to do better. Like we, we would love to get him involved, but he's just—he's just probably one of those guys that just doesn't get it. 
Like, all, he's all freak athlete, and he doesn't want to do everything else. And we see those guys all the time, yep. man. All the time. Yep. Diamond does. Crazy athletes, crazy explosive. They either can't catch the ball, though, or they just can't run routes. And, again, it's, it's a huge – running routes in the NFL is more important than speed. Oh, yeah. Anquan Bolden's slower than dirt, but he knows how to get separation because he can run a route. He's got all the tricks like pushing off at the right time, stuff like that. And and he catches everything, you know. So yeah, so I mean, we're all down on yeah, Cordell Patterson to the point where he's a wide receiver. He's four he's, and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. you're definitely not putting him anywhere near your starting lineup. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm in two. I'm waiting for Josh Gordon to come back. I have no choice. I'm like, ugh, it's just kill. I mean, it's killing me. Right. Uh, next from at je71 from Jeff. Um, what are examples of non-rookies most owners are frustrated with that you should buy low on now? Non-rookies. We talked about Calvin Johnson earlier. Maybe somebody could put a bid on that, you know, for a price that you'd be happy to pay and go into it thinking, hey, he's elite, what you would offer that you think would be fair for Calvin Johnson. I mean, Cal- LaShawn McCoy, people may be frustrated right. with they may big be. time there. Right, right. Uh, That's a good one. Might be somebody that you can go out there and get. That'd be a real nice player to acquire. Maybe Rob Gronkowski, another elite player. Yeah, like a lot of the guys that are like nag with injuries or underperforming. I'm trying to. And this is right here is like we. I want to bring this up to you guys too. Where week seven is a really good week to make these kind of moves. Where we're halfway through the season, a little bit more than halfway through the season here. No, right around halfway through the season. And now, actually, playoffs usually start week 12, week 13, so we're a little bit more. And some teams are out of it, and some teams want draft picks and maybe young guys. And they say, you know what, I'm out of it. Man, my t-, and they're frustrated. Like, hey, yeah, maybe my team's Can't not as good as I thought to. I got to rebuild. Yeah, I have Calvin, but, you know, Calvin's been hurt all year, and, you know, he's getting older. My team's kind of out of it. Same thing with LaShawn McCoy. They're listening to, the, you know, the podcast, two- to three-year window. It's been five years. and. He's banged up a little bit now. Doesn't get better for running backs. Gronkowski, he's not putting up these huge number of games that he used to. I maybe he's, maybe I should sell high. Those what are, about Cam? Cam Newton? Yeah. Sure. I, know, I think he's kind of been disappointing this year. He's getting better in the last two weeks. Right. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you think so, I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say no. If you think so, then yeah, that's I don't know. I just I thought I just thought somebody that you could if you own Cam Newton, you might be frustrated frustrated with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in a situation where you, like the owner, was maybe forced to take him or forced to have him. Maybe there's don't really even like him, and this is just more reason for them just to be like, ah, I just I don't like, you know, I I want to get rid of him. I don't yeah. know. I think he's had a disappointing year. I I expected more from Cam Newton this year, but he's been kind of nicked up. Well, I mean, it's the thing. He I I didn't expect more because I know, like, I took him in a redraft league. I don't have any uh, dynasty shares of him, and I took Andy Dalton like two picks after that to yeah. back him up because I knew Cam Newton was going to have a rough start because of those rips. I, I, right. It seemed like it was bad, so like I came into it expecting almost what he's done. I mean, I've kind of, I mean, maybe it lingered a little bit longer than I thought, but that's what I was kind of expecting—a slow start. But I mean, he's somebody. Yeah, I mean, he's underperformed, and he might be somebody you want to target low. What about guy? What about a guy like Mark Ingram? You know, it started off the year really well, and then got. Got injured, obviously, and then came back last week and didn't like light it up or anything. Well, here's the, for me, like, because I was off, I was not on 
Mark Ingram, and then like as man that season, you know, it was going on. It was like, wow, maybe he is. This is the year, you know. Right. Now I feel like I'm back at square one with him again. I'm like, yeah, I just want to see it again. I don't know if I will go out and try to acquire <laughs> yeah. him. Well, that's why I think it might be a good time to acquire. Yeah, him. maybe, like if, maybe because that's my thought process. Him, like, yeah. yeah, if you have him, maybe you're back down on him. Right. Yeah, because if I own him, I'm like, oh, I'd trade Mark Ingram for sure. Because yeah. Pierre, I mean, right now is the time to do because Pierre Thomas is going to miss like right. three to four weeks. So I think right. The only thing that worries me about that is, again, he's a free agent after this year. And, I mean, how many running backs go out and succeed in free agency? Most of them disappear. Yeah, they do well in another place in free agency. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think of a running back that left and did somewhere good in free agency. Um, Ben Tate. Ben Tate. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's doing well. Uh, That's one right under my nose. Right underneath your nose. Yeah, you know, but even I mean, most of them even get traded. Don't you? you know, Marshawn Lynch did better than he did in Buffalo, but I mean, right. not many. I guess is the best yeah, way to put it. Yeah, I'm sure there's guys out there who are just. I mean, it's it, not it's not guaranteed he's going to leave though either. No, just because he's a free agent doesn't mean they might just be able to get him cheap. You know, possibly right. maybe he likes the system he's in. Right. Yeah, so Mark Ingram's another guy. I mean, those are we mentioned three really good players. Uh, trying to just I'm scrolling through like you know some lists. Maybe like CJ Spiller. Yeah. I, I, but I don't want anything to do with CJ nah, Spiller. Justin CD. Hunter. Hmm. I feel like Justin Hunter is I'm I'm a big Justin Hunter fan. So am I. That's why I mean but which frustrates me. But I mean maybe he's somebody you could buy low on because yeah, he's done He's had a disappointing year so far throughout the year. It, it's gonna be if he's gonna have a good year, it's gonna be next year it's gonna be yeah yeah he's not gonna help you this year I, I wasn't sure what the premise was that this guy was asking the question about like whether you know just a buy low no, it's not, yeah so it's probably all the it's probably all aspects of that so right. yeah I'd, I'd say justin hunter's another uh good guy there to buy low on I'm trying to think of like maybe even i know this is crazy but no can i be crazy but like adrian peterson he's gonna come back yeah he definitely is i mean probably not for the vikings but He'll be back. Yeah, he's somebody that doesn't matter who he plays for because no. oh. he's that good. So maybe he's a good buy low guy on there. Uh, anybody else? Anybody that comes to their head? That's really all I got, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, now I'm like, if I say I'm reaching for. All right, last question. It's from at Big Johnsta. I know it's still early. By at this, by at this point, would you, but at this point, would you go with Bortles or Teddy B in Dynasty for the long haul? So hard to say. So hard to say. I'll say Bortles. I'm gonna say Bortles. I'm gonna say Teddy. All right, because I have him. All right. I knew that's I why like you're, I knew you were gonna say Teddy because Teddy's again, my boy. But I'm gonna go with Bortles. I like what I see out of him better. I like a situation. I just like the t- I like the receiving core they have around him right. too. I mean, Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson, Marquise Lee, and Cecil Shorts. I mean, as a young receiving core, they have like one of the best young, young receiving core they have in there. I mean, those right. guys are all gonna develop. They're all young, besides Cecil. But I mean, I like right. what I see out of Alan Hearns. I mean, Alan Robinson just gets better every week, and yeah. he's somebody I like coming yeah. out. Yeah, Teddy's got you know he's got a little good thing going with Jarius right there, and if Cordell Cordell Patterson ever figures it out, that's the thing. Like I just don't like I like I like Jacksonville's receiving core so much better. I mean, Alan Robinson's just like is becoming like the go-to guy there. He is looking really good. And then Cecil Shorts is just pretty solid when he's healthy. Like, he's just a good receiver when he's healthy. Um, what about next year when Percy Harvin goes back to the Vikings? 
Well, so he can body, so he can body slam Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. <laughs> He'd break Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah, I just I just kind of like what uh, Jacksonville has going on um, at receiver versus what Minnesota does. Me too. I mean, they're one and six, no, but that's a team that's definitely we've been talking about this all year. Like we love what they're doing out there. Yeah. Hope they get a strong running back. I mean, they got a lot that else. I mean, the defensive line looks good, but they can still use some offensive linemen. Yeah. They could use a better running back, but their receiving core set and their running backs are set for the foreseeable years. And those are guys, maybe those are, I mean, he said not rookies, but those are all guys I want a piece of. I want Allen Hearns on my dynasty roster. I want Marquise Lee, and I want Allen Robinson. Some, one of those guys, like, is Allen Robinson out of the, 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 the three young guys seems like the, the guy there. And obviously, Marquise Lee is going to be. Like, but someone's going to emerge. I think it's going to be Allen Robinson is the best one of those three guys. No, oh, me too, hands down. And yeah. I've been on that wagon forever. He's, he was always a first-round pick for me. And we'll see. At the end of the fantasy year, we're going to do a rookie redraft. What could, like, if we How could do it now. Redone? Yeah. And we'll do a rookie draft podcast. We'll do, I mean, I can't, I mean, I'm almost excited for the offseason for all the stuff we got, you know, new rookie, you know, we'll go over rankings, receivers, running backs, quarterbacks in order. But the first thing we'll do is we'll do a podcast on the rookies and where will we take them now for their long-term future. You know, and I, I know me and Tommy got into that a little bit last week. We were talking about, you know, DeMarco and Levy on the running backs, but now if you were to do a dynasty startup draft now midseason, and now, and like, I, like I told you guys, we we're redoing our rankings, and I just finished my rankings and turned them in. And when I, got, and I told Mike when I got here, because he's in the middle of his rankings as well, it's like, man, I feel like now, like, it's so diff- funny, like, how you look at the rankings preseason and how many players you like, mm. and then at week seven and how many you hate. Because I was at, like, a pit number 100, which isn't that deep into it. And I was like, man, I hate all the, I don't even like people at, like, the 80, 90 point. Like, I don't want these guys in my dynasty roster. Right. And, like, this, I like a lot of these rookie class people as well. But if you're doing a startup now, the whole first round pick would consist mostly of, I just want, if I had anywhere in that draft, I'm taking a receiver. Yeah. I mean, Tommy was here last week, so I don't want to do. We'll, we'll we'll save it for another episode. But one point we were talking about, we got to a point of like we're at number eight. It was all receivers, and we didn't even mention Jordy Nelson yet. And I was like, wow. I was like, Jordy Nelson could be easily number three on this list. Right. In all in all reality, and we didn't even mention him in eight. And there's still Jimmy Graham, you know, in there, which would be like nine, ten. So it's like. Is there any running back in Dynasty right now that you would give a first-round grade to that you would take for sure in the first round if he was there? DeMarco Murray. Right. Yeah. Or, or are you talking rookies? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking like regular running back. Yeah. No, yeah. DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. Murray. I mean, Marco dude, Murray. he's having like a and we mentioned that. We said he was the number one. ever. We said he was the number one running back. And the, Okay, yeah. so yeah. He's, yeah. Having a, he, he's having the best year ever. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay, Those come slightly, and go. Right. I mean, Adrian Pierce had the best year, fantasy year ever, and then. LaShawn McCoy, you know, so it's like, there's, I mean, okay, the backs that you'd consider, LaShawn McCoy, so what, DeMarco Murray, right. Le'Veon Bell, yep, yep. and then Jamal Charles. Yep. And then Geo's kind of like on the outskirt of that a little bit as well. Right. But, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, yeah. And those are four, but dynasty long-term value, would you rather have DeMarco Murray or would you have Jordy Nelson? Jordy Nelson. Exactly. Would you have, rather have Antonio Brown or DeMarco Murray? Well, it's just, you know, it all depends. I mean, I guess it just depends on how your roster is constructed or if I'm just drafting. I'm talking dynasty startup. Start first up, round, yeah. First round. Uh, I would take Jordy Nelson. Yeah, and, that, and that's, and it, but there's probably tons of receivers. So I mean, you would longer. take Damaris Thomas ahead of Jordy Nelson. Right. You would take Julio Jones, A.J. Green, 
Calvin Johnson ahead of Jordy Nelson. Right. Des Bryant ahead of Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And then we got to that point where it's like Antonio Brown and Jordy Nelson. and I guess like, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You're now right. I would take Jordy Nelson ahead of Antonio Brown. And Tommy was like, no, I wouldn't just because in a PPR league, Antonio Brown just catches so many balls. And I was like, that's a good point. But those guys are like right there. Those, those are real close. And then, but then again, that puts you at like eight, nine. So you're almost at the end of the round. And then would you take Jimmy Graham or DeMarco Murray? I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do see what you're saying. It's funny how, now, if you have a late round pick, yeah, you can get those backs. And we always talk about, Matt quoted the hashtag two to three year window. And that puts you in a situation. It's like now, like, for running backs. I mean, it's it's like these guys switch. The, the number one running back switches so often. Like right. we said, we weren't talking to Marco Murray before. With Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy goes from, boom, high first round pick, somebody you want to build your franchise around to right now, like, ah, he's like a running back too. Just like that. Where even I'm against, like in redraft leagues, I never take a quarterback in the first round. And all, everybody you take in the first round this year has killed you, except for like Matt Forte. And the guy that took Peyton Manning in the first round. Longevity. Consistency. Health. All big concerns. I know the dude in my uh, other uh, dynasty league that has Peyton Manning in first place. Yeah. First place. High in the face. I try mm-hmm. to get cute. Terrible. Just not, not, yeah, not good. And it, it, I mean, but it's, it's interesting when our dynasty rankings come out, I can't wait to see where you guys have some guys and how many more rookies I pushed up. Because, again, there's a lot of guys that have taken steps back. And that's every year. You know, there's always guys that right. come. You know, we said yeah. at the beginning of the year, like, who's going to be the guy that comes out of nowhere this year? Well, there's yeah. always somebody. That there's always those guys. Right. Uh, I mean, no, no, you could rank 500 guys that are still going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I and mean, it, this is how it is. You guys know? come back Absolutely. from injury. Yep. And that's fine and dandy. But, I mean, again, like we said earlier, like, oh, living now moment. It's like, all right, LaShawn, what are you doing for me now? Where are you helping me? You're not helping me. Yeah, and a rough year. And, that concern, and, it, and it, it, it's always a big concern at running back. And we've always said before, when you know, people ask us, hey, what's the advice to build around dynasty teams? Like, build around young wide receivers. Right. right, absolutely. And this is why you build around young wide receivers. You can do these dynasty drafts. You can come away, take three good receivers early. They'll, they'll push you into the playoffs while all these running backs are getting hurt. And you come away with, like, the young rooks that would have got you by. You know, you come away with, like, Jarek McKinnon's that help you out. You can get away with, like, Fred Jackson's late that at least there can contribute to your team. So, again, right. it's just, I can't wait. Like, that's something we'll get into in the offseason. I know we spent a couple of minutes here for it, but it was just something me and Do- Tommy talked about last week that I want to bring up with you guys that I thought was really funny that, like, yeah, you can get by with, like, Ahmad Bradshaw and, like, those random guys. Could, where, yeah, you, you do better than get by with Bradshaw. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because you would have got him, um, you know, he's, he's, if he was on your dynasty team, he was just filler at some point, you know, and then uh, not this year, you know, and, or if you're doing a re or startup you would have drafted him so much later or not even, you know. Yeah, it'd probably be like right around NFL draft time. So we're talking like April when we do like our dynasty startup, how we would do it. You know, we we'll do one of those every year and it's what we'll get into it as well. But it's like at the same time, I mean, it's it's October now, so we will it's a long time before we're talking about it again, but you build your core around those young receivers, get a good young tight end and quarterback. And running backs, I mean, fill them in there, don't take all the crappy late running backs, but it's such a fluid position. It's very fluid. Where you can get by on, like, again, guys like J- Trey Mason, Jarek McKinnon, the guys you could start here 
and they're giving you the same points as the guys that are starting Eddie Lacy and LaShawn McCoy. Right. But meanwhile, if you have like somebody who's in our league that's doing really well, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, and Jordy Nelson, that's going to put you so far ahead of everybody else, and then you have that core for the least next five years. You definitely lengthen the window by going that way. But right. at the same time, you're not guaranteed any more championships. You know? No, I mean, so, nothing's no. guaranteed. You got to be able to. You still got to be able to get those uh, running backs plugged in. So I mean, you understand why people take them. You know, right? Because you have to have them. I mean, you have to. And if you think the guy is the, you know, you think Eddie Lacy is the next stud, you got to take him. Right. Absolutely. Well, we talked about that. Before I mean, the, the fans. I mean, too. at the end of the day, fantasy right. football, it's a lot of it. Most of it is luck, dude. Yep. Absolutely. You can know so much about football, and it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, I mean, all the signs. I mean, you're playing well. the probability. You're trying. You're trying to use the best educated guess, based off of everything that you know, and hope that it works out. Like when people get mad, when someone will ask a question, you know, hey, who do I start? This guy or this guy or this guy? And you're like, well, I think I'd start this guy, and then it doesn't work, and they're like, oh man, screw you! Like it's my fault that this guy didn't play. Good. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? I don't know. I just use my best, you know, yeah. case judgment. Like this week, who should I start? Uh, for example, like yeah, who should I start, LaShawn McCoy or, uh, you know, Terrence or Isaiah Carell, you know, and something that Carell comes out and has like a twenty-eight point game, not this week, but you know, yeah, right. LaShawn McCoy is told him like, oh, thanks for the advice. It's yeah, like that's your, you know, twenty it, out of twenty, pe- hundred out of hundred people are tell you to start LaShawn McCoy, man. It's like right, or you, even if it's a fifty-fifty and you pick the wrong one, it's like hey, they're you're giving forever. They're asking you because it's either close or whatever the case may be. It's up in the air. It's not your fault that the guy doesn't do good because at the end of the day, man, fantasy, a lot of it is just like luck, yeah. dude. So Who has the highest upside of that of those two players? Right. Who's in the best position to get you that win? Right. And that's all you can go with. I mean, right. you're going to have hits. You're going to have misses. It's exactly. just the way it is. I mean, you can't you predict good injuries. Years, you're going to have bad years, and that's just how it goes. Absolutely. You can usually go from being, you know, in one of our dynasty leagues, I love my roster to death. I have the most running back depth in the league, and my team I love a lot, and it's just, I'm banged up at the like, receiver right now, and I've had some close matchups. And I went from being, you know, Matt won the league last year. I came in second, but we were the top two teams by a large margin, and I'm in tenth place right now. That's not the dynasty nerds league. No, uh, another league. I'm just having. I'm getting really close matchups, and I'm just not. I'm not coming through. I'm losing by a couple points every week, and it's not like my team's horrible. It's just I'm having just one of those years where the matchups are bad. I'm beat up at receiver. My run, you know, I have my going to the season. I had Alfred Morris, Le'Veon Bell, Alfred Monty Morris Ball, and Stephen Jackson. So I felt good. But now my running back situation, you know, Monty Ball's done nothing. Stephen Jackson's done nothing. Alfred Morris has done nothing. So it's like everything's just going bad. Right. right. Yep. Am I just, am I drastically upset? No, because if I don't make the playoffs, I get a pretty good draft pick. Yeah, and it makes the off season fun, man. Yeah. So it's Who not in the world. Take yeah. So. That's our fantasy football week in review. Um, I want to remind everybody to get back on DynastyNerds.com and enter that contest we have going on the forum, where all you got to do is pick two players, go over 100 yards, you win at you win the drafter cash, 20 10 and $5, and you even have a chance to win an awesome Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. I've already shipped five of those bad boys out. Some people's wardrobes have been drastically enhanced. Enhanced? Yes. Yeah. Enhanced. Those guys are either getting mad play, I bet. Right. Mad play. For sure. Strolling the ball with the dynasty near shirt. Like, hey. Yeah. So, yeah, get on there. Um, it's a lot harder than you think. There's, one week we didn't have any winners at all. Uh, 
it's not even we don't even have three winners every week. It's just hard. It's hard to do. I mean, so, yeah, it seems easier than what it is. It is, man, because then you pick, oh, you gotta get both of them right. So like, oh, Jordy Nelson, then Jordy Nelson gets eighty nine yards. Like, oh crap. So get on there. You just just gonna, win the t-shirt. Yeah, win the shirt. You know, and just get on DynastyNerds.com every day. Every day. I every wear the Dynasty Nerds t-shirt to the gym. Yeah? And I had some random guy just go, hey, man, I always hear you talking about fantasy football. Listen to these couple trade offers I had. What do you think? <laughs> he had no idea who I was, obviously. Nice. But, you yeah, know, yeah. obviously I talk more than I lift. At the <laughs> <end>. so. <laughs> so, yeah, get on there. And, obviously, if you have any questions on Twitter, we're always here to help on Twitter. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And of course, you should follow the website at Dynasty Nerds. And until then, we will talk to you later. Have a good one, guys. All right, see you guys. Bye. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up to date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 